irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time bitted stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm. Uh, the great Midnight Storm, I could listen to that all day long. Standing at Taylor Made, and we have a special guest for you today. Actually, he's here. He's not coming on yet, but he's here. Travis White. You can call him. Call him at work, 859-885-3345, to book your mare to Midnight Storm or California Chrome or Not This Time or Mishawish. I'm missing someone, I'm sure, but Travis will remind me. They do a great job at Taylor Made, and uh, we're going to hear from Travis coming up. But uh, right now, it is Tuesday, April 16th. We have 18 days to the Kentucky Derby. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the man- founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. With me, as always, the one, the only, the... I need to get you a better nickname, Michelle Yu. Do you have a nickname, Michelle? What do people call you? Mom. Just mom? The g- greatest have mom ever? Have we talked about all the terrible nicknames Oh, yes, we did. Tissue, yes, tissue. Paper, that's right. Tish- chip. Right. We did talk about that a couple weeks ago. I forgot. I have forgotten. <laughs> I think you should be queen, you know, like, have you been, you know, you're not Game of Thrones, no Khaleesi no. or anything like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Michelle's here. We also have another special guest that we just mentioned. Travis White is here. Travis, you there? Did you forget yes, to unmute? Yes, I am. Hi, guys. Hi, buddy. What's going on? What's happening in Kentucky? How's the, uh, how's the weather? I'm headed there soon. Oh, the weather is, uh, the weather is great right now. It's going to be really nice today, tomorrow, and Thursday, and then, and then it goes south. <laughs> For, uh, <laughs> right, Friday right, and Saturday. Right when I get so, into town. Right when I get into town. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna it's talk. Really to, nice right now. We're gonna talk to Travis about uh, all kinds of breeding. Uh, we're gonna talk to him about TaylorMade. We're gonna talk to him about how to breed your mare. We're gonna talk to him about a lot of stuff. But first, uh, he's been kind enough to join us for Michelle's race recap because, like I said in the introduction, we have 18 days till the Kentucky Derby. Michelle, I don't know if you knew this. I'm gonna give you one little thing to kind of get you going before we talk about all the. Um, uh, races this weekend, and we had a couple of big ones. But there is a new favorite at the William Hill Sportsbook. Who? And by oh. the way, yes, and that I is. Mean, o- I'm going to guess it's Omaha Beach. It is Omaha Beach. He is seven to two right now in the uh, William Hill Sportsbook Kentucky Derby odds. Second choice is game winner at five to one. Then you go to Roadster at six to one. So that's where we stand right now, and I think we're probably going to talk a little bit about uh, Omaha Beach because he was uh, pretty devastating in the Arkansas Derby. Was it the Arkansas Derby? Yeah. Why do you say pretty devastating, though? Because he only won by a slim amount. Yeah, Michelle, but I, you know, if you watch the race, were you ever in doubt? Did you ever think Improbable was going to get by him? Um, I never thought it. I mean, visually. I I think the early move really you know, really put him in front like that, you know, 
gun up to the lead move got his heart huge right well i just think he's an improving three-year-old he's a big beautiful horse he's by warfront obviously owned by uh, rick porter's fox hill farms ridden by mike smith trained by hall of famer dick mandela when was the last time mandela had a derby horse we should have looked that up Uh, i probably can right now. travis i think it's been a while (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while it's been a while. That's a good song. Um, but here's the so so anyway, we go into this race. Uh, Omaha Beach makes this big early move, takes the lead, holds off Improbable, who was all in to try to beat him. Um, uh, Improbable doesn't get him. Omaha Beach now the favorite for the Kentucky Derby. But interestingly enough, Mike Smith also rides Santa Anita Derby winner Roadster. And I know there's probably a lot of chat on the internet right now, and I keep refreshing my twitter feed to try to find out uh who mike smith has chosen travis i actually uh i texted mike before the show uh, to see if he'd give me a little insight in his quote oh, real what? quick it's been yeah. 15 years since mandela had a horse in the derby who was it action wow. this day action this day for wayne hughes minister eric ran 16th that's right minister eric i believe was diamond a travis that was 2004 what do you think Diamonde? Yeah, I think it was. I don't know, but I had to just Gerald wanted to Ford. jump in there before we got. No, really that was good. That, that was good. Fifteen years. So I wonder if he'll get any attention at the Derby. Fifteen years. Well, is this like the singing he's, he's song? Oh for six, by the way. Oh for six. Yeah. So okay, so okay. I I texted Mike so Smith. His last star has been is fifteen years ago. Yeah, and his best finisher right? was Soul of the Matter, who was fifth in nineteen ninety four. That's amazing. Right. That is. That's pretty amazing. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to go back. I texted Mike Smith. I said, I said, when, can you give me a hint? And he said, quote, we'll decide when I get to talk to both owners. Should know this afternoon, brother. I'll tell you. I'll text you when I do, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, I like the fact that he called me brother. Um, I said, no worries. I know you'll make the right decision. Now, I'm going to put it I to both of you. I heard that Bob Baffert was overheard today saying that Roadster's getting spun like a top. Ooh. All right. Well, Michelle, you, who would you take? Roadster or Omaha Beach, if you're Mike Smith? Well, I mean, personally, I was not sure about Roadster at all, and I've been an Omaha Beach fan for a little bit, so I like Omaha Beach a lot, but Mike has had some really good luck with Roadster, so I don't know if in this instance you take, like, loyalty over... Horse okay, so where's or... the? I'm okay. Well, I'm saying let, let's put this in another way. Okay. Okay. If you're Mike, who do you think Mike Smith will choose, and who do you think Mike Smith should choose? How about that? I think Mike Smith should choose Omaha Beach. And who do you think he will choose? You say that first. How about you tell me who you think he's going to choose? <laughs> All right, let's ask Travis first. Travis. <laughs> Bill, no, Travis, make Billy answer because he's he's very evasive. <laughs> I would think that he. Should choose Roadster probably because of his previous allegiance with Baffert, um, and I think he'll stick that way. Okay, interesting. Travis is and a Billy, Roadster what do you guy. Think? I think he will choose Omaha Beach, and that he should choose Roadster. Really? So we all think something different. Yeah, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Well, someone asked me, you know, Michelle. Um, someone asked me who I would choose, and I said, truthfully, I've never ridden either horse. I have no idea. I haven't seen you their. Haven't been no, Michelle. Michelle, I weigh two hundred and ten pounds. I've never been on a uh, a racehorse in my life, other than can. Okay, here's a quiz for you guys. What was the one racehorse I ever rode on the backstretch? Lava Man. Nope. I'm going to give you a hint. Um, 
Breeders' Cups. Singletary. No, I would never get on one of my that, that crazy horse. Yes! How did you get that, Michelle? Woo! <laughs> I was going to say Breeders' Cup Sprint winner and uh, multiple Breeders' Cup Sprint participant. Yes, Kona Gold. Bruce Headley let me ride Kona Gold. Nice. I was trying to think of who was a <laughs> pony on the backside that you could have gotten on because I knew it couldn't have been a real race And horse. by the way, just so you guys know, I've never been as scared of my life. He was so really? powerful. It was only like a year or two after retirement. And I, I don't know how to... I mean, I go horseback riding with my family, but I had how never. How far did you go? Like, you oh, go just like a... just no around the barn area. We were just walking, right. like you know. <laughs> I was so scared. I got to tell you, I was freaking out. This was many many years ago, but anyway, no one wants to really hear that story. So let's go back to Mike Smith. We both we all differ, and we'll see what happens this afternoon. I, I just think the the Baffert factor. You have to take that in. You can't. I mean, Mandela. You just gave the stats. He hasn't hasn't had a Derby starter in fifteen years. Hasn't has never won. Has never been better than fifth. And here you have Bob Baffert, who's uh, I don't know how many he's won now every year. Uh, it seems. Um, so that's that's my theory. All right. I was just reading an article about uh, Omaha Beach today and the Blood Horse, and it said that uh, the reason they chose Mandela was because he was a you know a, a really good turf trainer. And right. There's so many opportunities out west. And uh, it's just kind of funny, I think, how it's flip-flop now to where he's, a, you know, an well, actual I mean, legitimate dirt, dirt that horse. That horse in the Derby is trail. bred to be a dirt horse, except that he's by Warfront, which who, right. in my opinion, throws everything, right? I thought, right. naturally, they should have tried him on dirt first, really. That was right. like, as I do these little, like, tidbits for the simulcast, that was, like, my first tidbit from, like, when he debuted. It was like, um, this horse is a half-to-dirt champion, take-charge brandy, right. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, you so, know, and, and interesting. Warfront did all, I mean, he was a great two winner, you know, sprinting on the on the dirt. So I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting how it's come how it's moved, right? Come and, forward here in the last couple of years, and I think it'll get. I think you'll see a lot more Warfronts going that way. Well, in look the at future and look uh, at War of Will, who's also yeah. been scheduled to start in the Derby. Warfront should have too. And Travis, I mean, you know, we can we can turn this toward the breeding. I mean, Warfronts who go through the yearling sale, um, they're not cheap. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, and, and Claiborne does a very good job of, you know, he, he's got a small book size and it's very high quality. It's very, you know, a close, you know, syndicate and, you know, people that actually get to breed the horse. And it just, it creates, your, you know, just your whole supply and demand model that actually plays itself out, um, you know, versus breeding to a horse that might cover, you know, 200 mares a year. Um, you know, some mares may not be as good as the others. So I, mean, I think those guys have done a great job with that horse and managing it. Probably about as good as any horse I've ever been around. That's amazing. And you mentioned this, the syndicate. Um, so uh, tell us, uh, before we go into the races, Michelle, why don't we just go on a tangent right here? Because I think this is interesting. So, you mean go on a tangent? Billy, we've been on a tangent I know. since the show started. I'm sorry. It's my fault. But I get so excited <laughs> when Travis is on. Chain. I know he does. He, he, <laughs> Billy would be like the optimum like blingers on horse. Yes, I would need blingers on. You know, uh, Lucinda Mandela says a butterfly net. Like I'm the guy who's going around <laughs> trying to catch the butterflies. Um, but Travis, when, when a horse goes to stud, um, that you do form the syndicate and you were just talking, so they get like first right to send their mares. How does that work? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, I mean, each horse is, or not, not every horse it just depends on where the horse stands, but you know, a horse get Claiborne or lanes in or here, or Windstar, basically they're, you know, that horse is divided into shares and it can be 40 shares, 50 shares. Um, and basically they'll, they'll, so those people each own. Uh, and you know whatever equity is in the horse, and they each get the right to be one mare. Um, 
sometimes two, depending on, on the year and, and the and the program for that stallion. And you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they, they do get the rights, but at Claiborne, they, they they breed very small books, um, and they keep everything in house quite a bit. So that, I think that's been you know they've gotten lucky with this horse. Um, he took you know the horse started outstanding for I think twelve five maybe. Wow. Um, and he just kind of, you know, he had some success early on over in Europe on the dirt, I'm out mean, on the grass and then Coolmore, you know, bought into the horse and, um, they just have done a really good job, but yeah, but all, most of these big stands are owned by shareholders who, you know, who support the horse and try to help make the horse along the way in hopes that, you know, their investment, um, you know, increases in value, um, quite, you know, a lot. But I read that same article that you did, and I thought it was interesting. I believe, and don't quote me, I don't have it in front of me, but that, that he RNA'd actually for 600000 625000 Yeah. And yeah. so, and then Rick Porter actually went back and made a deal, or whoever uh, buys for Rick Porter. Uh, was it right. McGreevy? Was it McGreevy? I think, no, it? I, think this, I think this group was, it was, uh, I think Larry Jones. Oh, Larry Jones. this group of horses, yeah. Right, Larry Jones so. went back and made a deal. So that, that happens a lot, too. So they... You know, people always say uh, we've talked on the show b- about reserves. Michelle's brought it up. We, we've talked many times. So they obviously had high hopes for this yearling, either sure. didn't get what they wanted. And they said at that point they were just like, well, we'll just keep the horse or we'll just try to sell it privately. Is that basically what happened? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, you said, you know, and, you know, that the, the particular owner might have, you know, he's to him, the horse is worth X. And if it doesn't get there, then he's willing to either, you know, go on and race the horse or, maybe create his own partnership um, or even go on to a two-year-old training. So, so there's different avenues they could take, um, you know, and then they may have thought they, you know, could have had a couple of different buyers on the horse and then that when they got up there, um, you know, those guys weren't there. So right. there's different, uh, you know, there's all different roles that, that, that come into play. I'm looking at this picture. I'm looking at this picture of Omaha beach and Mike Smith and it's eerily similar to another Rick Porter horse that was ridden by Mike Smith. Um, but this one was trained by uh, the little general that they're calling him now, Mr. Hollendorfer. Does there, does Mike Smith, do you think, have some allegiance because of the songbird factor? Anybody think of that? Uh, no, I, I did not think about that. No, nope. no, don't even care. No, but he, well, he's got a really similar face to her. That's why I think he that does. alluding to. But and it's the same owner, right? Same, yeah. I mean, all right. Well, let's let's take it from there. Anyway, let's talk a little bit about the second place finisher, Improbable, um, Michelle. I've I've maintained for a couple weeks now. I've always been a little leery of City Zip getting a mile and a quarter on Derby Day, and in his last two races, to me, he's looked a little distance limited. And I'm not knocking him. I'm just sent. I'm just giving facts. He was caught by Long Range Toddy in the uh, race before. He couldn't get to Omaha Beach this time around, even though he was all in. Um, I'm a little bit down arrow on Improbable. How do you feel about it? I didn't love the way he trained going into the Arkansas Derby. I liked the way he trained going into the Rebel. I thought he looked phenomenal, and I think that he was probably um, the recipient of just a really terrible trip that day that he wasn't good enough to overcome. I think so many times we've been seeing some of these Bafferts that are so good they could overcome, you know, things like that. And then we get rides like that, right? Where they're just really confident on the horse so they take them all the way around or whatever they need to do. Right, stay out of trouble. And I think that this horse maybe 
not as great as some of the last couple of years Baffert. So we end up with that situation. Um, and like I said, I think that Omaha Beach getting the jump on Improbable really worked to Omaha Beach's advantage because it like really built up his heart a little bit. You keep saying that you know, built up his heart. We have to remember too that you... Improbable added blinkers. He had a little bit of a gate issue. So I don't think it was a great day all around for him. Okay. Travis, weigh in on Improbable. I mean, how many city zips have uh, have been mile and a quarter type horses? Not very many at all, and I think Michelle hit the. You know, I think she made a lot of very, very good points, and I would agree on almost all of them for the most part. So, okay. yeah, I just, uh, I mean, he is on an AP Indy mare, but just kind of like what she's. I just think that, and you mentioned also, I just think he's going to be. I think the mile and a quarter just going to be a little bit too much for him at the end of the day, in my opinion. Just to be fair, when this horse even debuted and like people were jumping on, they're like, oh, he's the next Justify. It was like, mm, I don't think he is, guys. Like, he had to work really hard to break his maiden. And I mean, like, you know, he's had to do things the hard way. He hasn't had it all just, you know, coast to coast easy as pie, like a lot of these. So he is a little more of, I would say, a blue collar Baffert horse. Um, I think he just got so much hype. Honestly, this will sound so stupid. I think he got a ton of hype because he looks like Justify. And so people were like, well, Here I don't he is, think, the second yeah, coming. I don't think you're wrong about that. I think that he looked like Justify, the same owners as Justify, the same trainer as Justify. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had all the same, yeah. it all the same thing. So I think, I think you're right though. And I, I have a feeling you're going to get if you like him probable uh, for the Derby, you're going to get a probably bigger price than eight to one, which he is currently as we speak. I think it'll be Omaha Beach and Game Winner and Roadster getting a lot of the attention. And by the way, let's just talk about Game Winner for a second. What has he done, like? crazy wrong this year i mean he came back and lost by a nose to omaha beach is the probable favorite and in a, in a race he sorely needed it looked like um and then he comes back and runs a big race over a really deep track at santa anita uh and barely gets nailed by uh by roadster um i think omaha i'm, I'm excuse me i think game winner is kind of your sneaky wise guy horse that he but was wait, the champion because improbable only got beat a little bit by omaha beach so why does game winner get so much I more thought, credit than improbable i thought does? game winner looked much better that day than improbable the other day that's hard okay. to say improbable I, I i think game winner is a better horse i think game winner has been through the wars uh i think he wants to go baffert has been on record saying this horse will run all day long he's got enough tactical speed to stay close and stay out of trouble listen the three of us all know the Derby's going to usually it's one yes by the best horse, but also with the best trip. You have to have that trip, right? Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, so whatever we say, it doesn't really matter if a horse has a terrible trip; he's not going to win. But I think Game Winner's capable of putting himself in the in the right place. Um, and right. Uh, and Joel Rosario has been hot lately. He knows what he's doing. He knows the horse well, and uh, and he's got the Baffert factor. So I think at at five to one or six to one or wherever game winner ends up, I think he's a he's a nice price. Let me ask you guys a question: um, If there's some crazy long shot, like last year, Michelle and I talked about instilled regard, and we both really liked him. He ran fourth at like what was he, Michelle? Like eighty to one or something. Yeah, um, he was a lot. He was a lot. Is there someone out there, Travis, that you could see that that could make that could hit the board or or you know round out a superfecta that's going to be giant? I mean, odds? a horse that I like that's going to be a giant price is the horse that won the uh, UAE Derby over there. I know he didn't you know face much. Pluka Parfait. Pluka Parfait. Those horses were rolling in the last furlong. He's bred to get the distance. Again, I don't know if he's good enough. But I think at a horse, it's going to be a huge, huge price. I mean, you know, I could maybe see him hitting the board. But I think this whole derby is 
it's shape enough, kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament, where the basically there's five or six, you know, teams that could have won it. Um, you know, one of those five or six. I think it, I think that core group's going to be very, very difficult to beat, who's, in my opinion. Who's writing him? Didn't I just yes. see an announcement that he did? You did. Oh, I don't. Um, I got it. Um, what is it? How do you say his name again? Fluke Parfait. Fluke. That's really hard. That's really hard for me to say. <laughs> I didn't even try to say it. <laughs> uh, while while I'm looking this up, what about the Lexington Stakes that was run over the weekend, Michelle? Did you see that? I did. Oh, uh, Ricardo Santana Jr. There you go. He's going to ride. Ricardo Santana uh, Jr. Fluke Parfait. Um, um, yeah, I saw the Lexington Stakes. Owendale? Yeah. 98. I... What? No? Why, why are you taking a deep breath? I don't know. I just didn't love the race. Okay. Yeah, I never have a hard time really taking the the left stakes. I mean, you know, not not that they're not they're not they're good horses, but I just have a hard time taking those horses to stack up against right the California horses. Well, here's a good example: the first two finishers are both only B plus true necks. <laughs> there she goes, Travis. Uh-huh. Here we go. Here come the true necks. Here come. We'll now, talk he about. He is a, a Taylor May graduate. I will. He is getting that. Now yeah. I see a lot of these things, Taylor May. I mean, there's hundreds of horses that are Taylor made graduates. How do you? Yeah. Uh, who tracks all these horses for you guys? Uh, we have a research department, and you know those guys do a good job of staying on top of that. I also mean, so is Improbable. We bought. We actually our bloodstock investment group purchased Improbable as a weanling, and then we pinhooked him back and sold him as a yearling. So. Oh wow! Um, yeah, no, and is that is that Katie's group? Uh, uh, yes, Katie's Katie group, Taylor. Yep. Yeah. So now, yep, wait. Exactly. As, long, is it, as long as like you guys have had like some share in them, can you like root him on and say like, oh, he came through our program? Oh, yeah. Like, how does that yeah, work? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, we've got yeah, yeah. Like you know, we Catholic boy with an RNA, but he, you know, he still came through. The, you know, he came through the. He actually went through the ring with an RNA, but we, we did consign him. So yeah, although yeah, we count as many as we can. I think we've consigned now like a hundred two. Grade one winners, maybe. Wow. Well, we had the Philly that, the Philly that won the Ashland. She, you know, she came through our program as well. Well, when you say you consigned them, though, how long, on average, do you have them? Like, I mean, do some people just ship them in and they're like, "Hey, take this horse and sell it exactly, in your banner"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vast majority of them are shipped in from other farms that you know that we have relationships with. So, um, you know, so like do you still count clients. those? <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've got to graduate from somewhere, so we might. We just, yeah. So, right. Well, Owendale was owned by uh, Rupp Racing, Jim Rupp, trained by Brad Cox, and he, the second place finisher in that race was another twist of fate, who I've kind of secretly liked, root, kind of been rooting for Blaine Wright, uh, Blaine Wright's charge. Uh, is that the Scat Daddy? That's Colt? the Scat yeah, Daddy Colt. Yeah. yeah. So he is actually he already has. I don't know if you know this, but he already has a. Um, Birth into the Preakness. Yes, that's what I was going to say, by winning the El Camino Real Derby. So oh, okay, it looks yeah. like both of those horses, Owendale and Another Twist of Fate, might bypass the Derby. Um, I don't think they'll Point get there. in on points anyway, but then come back in the Preakness. Interestingly enough, Michelle, did you see the article about the grandstand at, at uh, Pimlico? Yes, that they're shutting down the North Grandstand. I mean, that's a little <laughs> odd. Look at why Travis is laughing. Why are you laughing? That's got so to so I mean, you know, another what, twist of fate is twenty third on the list. Right. Okay. He could get in. I want to know why it. Travis is laughing at the Pimlico closing half their grandstand. I just don't think it's a good look. Whenever you're, you know, you're promoting this big, huge event, then you, you know, after you sold all these tickets, then you announce you're going to, you know, because of safety reasons, you're going to close half the 
Travis, have Grand we mentioned Stand. that we're sponsored by Santa Anita Park, who's owned by the Toronto Crew? <laughs> <No. laughs> that's okay. They're, that's okay. Nate's not it's listening. It's kind of like we're the fine. other day I was driving across the, the, the bridge that goes from Kentucky to, to Ohio, you know, Cincinnati. Yeah. And someone told me it's like one of the world's deadliest bridges. Oh. It needs to be repaired. And, I'm glad and you made it. Agree. Yeah. So I did make it across both ways, but I did not know that. So <laughs> kind of feel like the same way here. Right. One other Which you don't know can kill you though. I'd like to talk about one other big race over the weekend, and that was the Apple Blossom Grade I was One. Say it has to be the Apple Blossom, of course. Please. And uh, congratulations to our friend Jeff Bloom, Midnight Bisou, who is now three Hashtag for three this up. year. Hashtag ears up. She's earned over two point four million dollars. Uh, she barely, barely beat one of Michelle's favorite horses, Escape Clause. Escape Clause. Who How seems... do you not love that mare? Oh, it's unbelievable. She just I mean... she dances in every dance, and she gives uh, always gives a great account of herself. And she came back. I thought she was done at about the 16th pole. She kind of didn't change leads. Then she switched back. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but it was a, an amazing, amazing effort by Escape Clause. Uh, and uh, another just... Terrific win by Midnight Bisu. Midnight Bisu is eight for fourteen lifetime. Never been off the board. She has three seconds and three thirds. She's earned two point four million. I said that already. Uh, and uh, do you know um, the sire of Escape Clause? Do I know the sire of Escape Clause? Do you know his name? Yeah, Going Commando. Going oh, Going yeah. Commando. Who is Going? Who's he by though? He's by I don't know. He's by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Remember Commando? <laughs> Sorry. He is by Unbridled Song. Oh, Travis, that's your guy, Unbridled Song. I didn't even know that. Oh, I thought you were totally setting us up for that. (laughs) No. (laughs) Wait, rewind, rewind. He's by Unbridled Song, Travis. (laughs) Wait. It's another time Unbridled Song getting it done. I want to read read one more thing about Escape Clause, this five-year-old man. I want to say this, though. Escape Clause last year, let's see, what what year are we in? 18. So in 18, she ran in May. Right? Yeah. She ran twice in May. She ran in June, twice in July, twice in August, once in September, twice in October, twice in November, and then once in December. And then she's run she once the every and, month yeah. here. She's run the, won the uh, La Cañada at Santa Anita, the grade three mm-hmm. by five. The Harry Henson by a stake seven at Sunland. at Sunland Park. Yep, and finished and second. And in between that, she had the turf effort and then this second in the Apple Blossom. It's amazing. She's 20 awesome for 31 she? lifetime with earnings of 645000 We tried to buy her, Michelle. I mean, I think, Travis, didn't I tell you we were trying to buy her after that race at Del Mar, the Catherine yeah, Crosby? Dude, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Don to... didn't want to sell her, huh? Well, he doesn't own her. It's a group of guys. That's the He does not own well, this horse. Well, it's a oh, group has, of guys. I know, but he's her. not. He. It's a group of guys, and they're mm-hmm. from uh, they're from uh, Canada, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a they're a wealthy group of just uh, hunting buddies, and they had no interest in selling. And good for them; they don't good have for to. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's a, great a little story. bit, a little bit disappointed in Elate, um, who could do no better than third, two and uh, a yeah. little over two lengths back. I think she just wants to run long, like really long, like mile and a quarter I mean, long. If anything, you should be disappointed in Wonder Godot. Yeah, but I didn't have ex- expectations for Wonder Godot. Okay, fair enough. Did you? Are we saying it right? Is it Wonder Godot or Wonder Godot? Wonder Godot? I don't know. I think it's Wonder Godot. It's Wonder Godot. How are we just talking about Midnight Bees and Escape Clause anyways? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see where they show up next. My my assumption is Midnight Bisu ends up in New York for the Ogden Phipps. Uh, Escape Clause may go there as well. And who knows? Escape Clause, with the way she's running, may come right back in the Latro N the day before the Derby. 
grade one, 500,000, and have a date with one of Travis's favorite horses and Michelle's number one old, older filly and mare. That's right, My Travis. Girl. So um, we'll see who ends up uh, going in that race. Michelle and I were talking about off-air, Travis. We have no idea. Blue Prize is running this weekend. Bisu and Elate, and, and they just ran in the Apple Blossom. I really don't know who else, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know. Well, I have the P- I have the uh, Equibase PPs in front of me. The The nominations came out, and there's some interesting horses on there. There's a horse named Awe Emma, who's won the won three straight for Steve Asmussen, a Warfront filly. Um, you got horses like, um, let me see, Come Dancing. Where does she go? Does she go in the Humana Distaff or in this race? Divine Miss Gray. I haven't even heard of her. Divine Miss Gray. Very nice horse for uh, Danny Gargan. Yes. Um, Geo Game just won. Go Google Yourself, I think, is in the Double Dog Daria, isn't she, with uh, Blue Prize? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Heaven not, ha- it's not Double Dog Daria. I know, but way. that's it's what I like saying. I just like Double Dog Daria. Okay. Anyway, um, that's for another also, day. Let's see. We had more races to talk about, too. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the Tokyo City Cup went to Campaign, who just got crushed in a Sandy to Handicap, but he came back eight days later and won a grade three. Uh, the Coolmore, Jenny Wiley, went to Russian Fall, who does nothing but win races at Keeneland, oh, apparently. She's amazing. They're going to have a. They're gonna have to name a stake the Russian Fall. Well, I mean, why don't we wait till she retires? I'm just saying. Who would you rather? Who would you? All right. Here's here's race. my question. I didn't realize that, that, that she's only four years old. I yeah. Mean, that's yeah. Phenomenal what she's done. Let me ask you a question. Okay, I'm gonna ask Travis first. If you could okay. own, if you could own a horse, would you rather own Rushing Fall or Newspaper of Record? Rushing Fall C plus Trinick. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Travis. I, probably a Rushing Fall. I think at this point, yeah. Okay, Michelle. I mean, she's. I would have to agree. She's proven, super proven. All right. I mean, she can run any. I mean, she I'm gonna, seems to be able to run on any any course. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. But newspaper record, I can't wait to see her this year. Now, when is she coming back? Was she coming back? I, uh, is she getting close? I think so. That's what I've I've heard. The rumors that she's coming back. I also heard they're going to Ascot. Ascot, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So that should be interesting. All right, Michelle. What else we got? Uh, Oakland Handicap went to Quip for Rudolph Brissett, Jose Ortiz, Windstar, China Horse Club at all. They win a lot of races. Yeah, they do. Good for <laughs> Rudolph to uh, win that. And then the Count Fleet, I thought was a really good race. Matoli just killed him. Oh, she just well, he's a yeah, he's a really really nice horse. I've he's all, a D true Nick, by the way. He's a a D. As a in, D. Like, See, that stuff doesn't matter. All right, I mean, sometimes it matters. I'm gonna tell you a secret. Travis White was the first person on Matoli. In fact, didn't we have a future book bet on him? No, we uh, we talked about it. We didn't do it. We ended up betting oh. uh, Battle of Midway, right? Right. That's Remember? right. We Is ended that up, right? Yeah, I think so. Like we we ended... talked about Matoli. We talked about Matoli, but then at the end of the day, we were like, I think he's a sprinter. And boy, were we right, right. about that because he was awesome. And, you know, give credit to Whitmore. He's an, he, Whitmore is an awesome old, you know, veteran, just tough as nails. But there was no pace other than Matoli. And he just, Whitmore, he had to take, Whitmore had to go out of his game to try to put pressure on him, and it backfired. Don't you think? I thought it was I, yes and no, but like, okay, so yes. But on the other hand, it's like you have to say when there's a good horse, you just let them run their way. So in my opinion, maybe you shouldn't have done that and just tried to win your style. Yeah, but I, I think they were just up against it. So I, I'm not going to take anything away from Matoli. Is it okay. Matoli or Matoli? I'm not I like really, Matoli better. I'm not really like good guacamole. with these names today. 
Okay, what else we got, Michelle? Um, I want to talk to... Baker's 46 Mile Delta Prince, who actually, he shipped out to California to run in the Eddie Reed when we had racing canceled. Or not the Eddie Reed, the uh, Shoemaker... What, what, what race do we have here? The Kilra Mile. Kilra. And then, uh, so had to leave and ship back, and this was like his makeup race here. And so... I thought he was really he, impressive, and they were talking about that he didn't like the soft turf, and he didn't like the soft going. He just laid back and went for heart to heart, and uh, another... He, I mean, the crush, he... Like the kick that he put in, though, Monster. down the outside, he was rolling. I mean, they were like standing still compared to him. I saw a funny tweet about that that they said Delta Prince, uh, Stronic owned horse, I think he's bred too, uh, raced with Lasix and the jockey was carrying it. Yeah, the difference is, is I don't think people are realizing that Belinda Stronic and Frank Stronic are different entities. Uh, their last name is the same, Michelle. We can oh, still okay. make we can still make fun. <laughs> By the way, speaking of LASIKs, did you read the article today about Churchill Downs, Keeneland, and Naira considering Needing, the partial yes. LASIKs ban? How do you feel yes. about that, Michelle? Great. I mean, didn't we say that this is like something that everyone kind of needs to be on board with? I think it just fares up the scenario if we can get other tracks aboard. Levels the playing field. That's what we're going for. And again, nobody panic. This is not going into effect. It, it would go into effect for two-year-olds in 2020. And then expanded to all stakes at the tracks in 2021. As a result, if the plans goes through, the Triple Crown races held at Churchill Downs in Belmont, owned by Naira, would not be Lasix free until 2021. So there's still time. Uh, I know a lot of horsemen are are very for this these changes, and I know a lot of them that are against it. It's a it's a well, let's, really let's be clear too. We are aware that Lasix does not cause breakdowns. <laughs> Okay, I think we should put that out there. Yeah, I, you know that's your opinion. I would, I, I have people that that would argue the other way, Michelle. Okay. So I think that's uh, Travis. What what's in Kentucky? What have you heard anything on these subjects that that you could share with us? Or you know, I mean, I think everybody. I mean, you guys are out there, kind of like you know, on an island, and I think we're all kind of fight for the same thing. When we want to have the best product out there, that's. And I think ultimately, I think we've got to go kind of follow suit um like you guys have out there I, mean, I think we got to go with the lasix you know kind of just kind of gradually kind of make these changes sure whether it be the lasix or the whip i think and just kind of everybody get on the same page and just kind of be one hopefully one uniformed in, you know industry that can move forward together and um you know just work together and make things right and make it you know one of the you know continue to make it one of the best sports in the world travis do you feel like if this is the case and we see a phase-out or a minimalization of Lasix through our major racing circuits, when coming from the breeding standpoint, do you feel like people are going to be looking more towards a stallion that, you know, either throws less bleeders or wasn't a bleeder himself? Or, I mean, is there a way that we can start to look into that now to, like, get ahead of the game? Like, no, obviously, Run Happy is, like, you know, the one that's right, advertised, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, California Chrome, like when he won the, you know, and all those horses that have won, you know, over in Dubai ran Lasix free. I mean, so, I mean, they've all proved that they could do it and, you know, it'd be very, very successful at a high level. So, yeah, I don't think it'll have much impact early on. Um, and I still don't know if there's proof as far as if, a, you know, if particular stallions produce bleeders or not. I don't know if that's, um, if that research is out there or not. But I do think that it'll, it'll eventually play in the mind of a lot of breeding decisions you know, maybe five, six, seven years down the road at some point. Travis, you brought up California Chrome, and obviously there are, he was one of the most popular horses of the last, I don't know, how many decades. 
Uh, how's he doing? Give us a little report on, on Chromie. And, and then talk about the uh, new breeding for California people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically, I mean, just kind of kind of go take a step back. I mean, so, so Chromie's first crop are, are, are yearlings this year. So you'll start seeing them, you know, the basic in July sale coming up. And then you'll, you'll see the big, you know, the big splash of being killed in September. But everything's going good. I mean, this year we've got him booked to, you know, run 150 mares. Uh, and with the large part of that is, is Perry and Denise Martin have supported this horse. I mean, they've been unbelievable in their support of him, you know, every step of the way. They bred really, you know, they bought really good mares for him early on. Uh, they just continue to build and build the program. And bred every mare they've got to him. And this year they introduced wow. the, the, the California. It's kind of like it's a full share program to produce cowbreds by California Chrome. So, I mean, so. How does it work? Their mares. So, basically, I think what they've. The, the mare had. It's with a, a full share is whenever there's, there's no paid stud fee by the mare owner. In most cases, the mare owner pays, you know, whatever they advertised. You know, he stands at 35000 So, they breed the California Chrome. They produce a live foal. They pay $35,000 stud fee. A foal share is basically what we're doing is we're going to let the mare owner breed, and then we're going to take a 50% interest in the foal when it comes time to sell the horse at auction. Okay. So if the horse, you know, so there's no stud fee paid up front, but then when the horse goes to the auction, then those proceeds would be split 50-50. So they've kind of instituted this program for, you know, what they want to do is get cowbreds by Chrome out in California and kind of support the cabaret program at the sales and also on the racetrack going forward. So yeah, what happens between, if the bull doesn't go to the sales? Well, then you'll have to kind of work out your own, you know, your own. And, and, and for the most part, as far as the contract goes, the horse is supposed to go through a sale. Okay. Now, there may be certain, you know, if the horse doesn't vet really, you know, the horse doesn't vet well or something happens along the way, then you can, you know, there's different. You just kind of right. get something done between the two parties uh, of how, you know, the best way to move forward for everybody. So, but between them and then these full strain participants, they're going to support the horse with over 40 mares this year. So wow. um, they've been great. I mean, they've been really, you know, just really good to work with, great people, and they've supported us. I mean, they, they put a lot of money into it, you know, a lot of heart and, and time into it, and, you know, hopefully they get rewarded. Has he been – how did the horse – has he been stamping his foals? Is there is there something uh... – that we could look for with California Chrome? Is there a great breeding story that you have? How is he in the shed? Like, you know, give us some, give us some inside scoop. I mean, the horse, you know, he's, he's still himself. I mean, he's got to, you know, he's got to keep, I mean, he's a great breeding. I mean, he's breeding as well, you know, as good this year as he ever has. I mean, from a conception rate and the horse does shuttle back and forth, you know, down to Chile every year. Um, but now he's breeding great. I mean, as far as the offspring, you know, you, you'll definitely see a lot of chestnuts with, with some chrome on them. So I think you'll be able to, to easily identify these horses. That's cool. Um, going forward, I think you'll see a lot of good names come out of them, you know, next year when they hit the track. So we're all, we're looking forward to it. It's an exciting time for us. Um, it's the breeding, the stallion game. It takes, it's just a, it's a long, it's a, it's a grind. I mean, cause you get, you know, you start with these, these horses and you really don't get, uh, to see any action, you know, it takes four years before you get the horses to the racetrack. That's so amazing. It's a long grind, and you got to, you know, but um, every step of the way, he's done well. The, you know, the, the mares unfold to him so well early on. The baby so well in November, so we you know, we got big expectations for the for the unit. Now, so uh, now that's California Chrome. Now I am biased, but I was talking to Travis yesterday, Michelle, and I've seen these midnight storm foals, like they have a. Uh, what is it, a full gallery or something? 
I don't, yeah, Michelle, yeah. you know this. I don't know how to look at a little baby. I just think they're cute. I can't look at anything. But these horse, these foals look awesome. Travis, is, <laughs> is Midnight Storm like the, I mean, obviously sad that the passing of Pioneer of the Nile, but can, can, can a horse like Midnight Storm pick up the mantle? Like, is there a chance here? Yeah, yeah I, I think long term there is. I mean, I think he'll generate, you know, especially if, you know, if Carol Prince continues to kind of to move forward and then it's a pharaoh you know the two-year-olds come out running and you know i think you'll see some some fall you know i think you'll see some horses kind of gravitate to midnight storm you know at this stud field level right now i mean we're obviously at a different level uh as far as what we're trying to trying to get but no i mean he's really i mean the falls have been he's he's probably one of the, the top two or three buzz horses here in town as far as first crop falls so that's saying a lot I mean, there's a lot of good stallions here in town and uh but now once word once word gets out you know you'll, you'll see the difference in people the phone calls you get the people trying to book you know book marriage to him and it's we're very very excited it's uh it's they're they're really nice and we're all very excited like and frank taylor called me on saturday morning about two weeks ago and wanted to know if you know if we should try to buy more of the horse wow <laughs> um, just because the falls are so nice so we're that, now it's been that, really i mean you always want you know you always have that you know, high hopes and expectations, but he's at this point in time, he's they've exceeded all of our expectations. Well, that's amazing. Well, and you know, right and- here on the homepage, if you go to taylormaidstallions.com, click here to see the Midnight Storm full gallery. I mean, Michelle, you got to yeah. look through those. I mean, I'm I just got the chills. Right like, now. they're amazing. They're they're amazing. And uh, well, and Did the you cool pick th- one out that you want, Billy. I don't want them all. The the cool. Th- I just told that's so funny because I told Travis he was he will confirm that I said we should just buy one. Me and you. Maybe we'll get Michelle oh, to buy I, it with oh, us. I know. Can I come in? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I like this. the name of this one's going to be great, right? Red Mi- Midnight Storm out of warm water. Oh yeah, perfect. That could be like golden shower. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Mich- this is G-rated. This show. Um, but the, but the cool thing is that uh, about about a lot of the Taylor Made stallions. If you look at Midnight Storm, you look at California Chrome, you look at Mishawish, What do they all have in common? Dirt and turf. And I'm telling you. You know the 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 turf factor in America is starting to come into play. Um, I really think there's some kind of shift where uh, these horses are. You know, you look at um, trying to think like Noble Mission and some of these other stallions that that have this like turf influence, and obviously Kittens Joy. Um, Warfront um, and Storm did it on both. California Chrome did it on both. Mashawish did it on both. And I think to get that versatility yeah. is something that's really neat. Travis, do you, is that a is that a good selling point? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean Kentucky. But I mean, the, the commercial breeding game is still very much right now kind of geared towards you know the the, the, the Derby horses, the, the big you know the horse that came out running when first time out of two, when the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. You know, on the Derby chart, those horses still kind of take precedent, you know, more so than some of the other horses. Um, but I do think the shift, I think it's coming, and I think we're starting to kind of see it more now. And um, I just think, to me, if I'm buying a yearling and I've, I've got a horse that, you know, if I'm looking at a yearling and he's buying a stallion that's one on dirt and turf, I mean, I'm not limited to what I can do going forward. I mean, I can, you know, I can take my shot on the dirt. If it doesn't work out, then we'll just move him to the turf and, and think you got a, just as good a chance to you know to have a nice racehorse in your in your stable. So, I do think it's shifting. It's going to probably take you know several more years uh, as the money and, and you know the purses increase on the turf. But uh, yeah, it's it's very yeah. I mean, it's, it was kind of part of our play. You know, buying it, buying 
part of these horses to get go. So I mean, it's been it's been fun. We're looking forward to it. So we're very That's excited. Cool. Well, I'm gonna go see Travis on Thursday. My favorite one. Which one? Okay, so my top three are the Tasunki and Dream Sequence and Like a Hurricane. Oh, Like a Hurricane is owned like by uh, Bob and Lucy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> That's going to be She's a great name, too. Farm too so. Yeah, I'm going to well, go those, see her. Those are my three favorites. And then I think Happy to Go uh, looks really cute, but doesn't have a ton of hip, and I like a little bit more hip. And then right. All on the Table has the best blaze. Yeah, I like those big white yeah, blazes. It's a good I – mean, and, and, and his thick is actually – I mean, you've got, like, Wind Stars, very big supporters of the horse, Sienna Farm, uh, you know, Bill Kasner, um, Carrie Brogdon. Lynn Burleson. So, I mean, he's got some really good breeders that are on, you know, that are part of the syndicate. And it, these guys know how to breed good horses. They're not, and they're not to, to raise good horses. So, it's all coming together. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll sell really well in November. Let's and, do it. Uh, Let's do it. Going, I'm going to come so. see them all. You know, Michelle, I'm going to see Travis on Thursday night. We're going out to the farm on Friday. I know. Uh, do you want to come with us? Yeah, I wish I Let's could. Let's go. And then I'm going to OBS. So, I don't even know if we're going to have a show next week, Michelle. It's so disappointing. Well, that's kind of why we did this as like a pre-derby show, yeah. right? So yes, we could... yes. But we'll, we'll still... No, we got one more. No, we have but... our derby preview. Derby and derby oh, okay. day preview. Will be... You want to be on that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on. We don't very well. Yeah, we don't. But you're a sponsor. So um, real quick, Michelle, before um, we have to uh, say goodbye to Travis and we have oh, to I thank him. I was looking him. up all these mirrors to see if I knew <laughs> Okay, but we also have to say what's coming up in Santa Anita. But do, um, I just saw uh, our good friend Harris Auerbach's text, uh, I mean tweet, that it's uh, the Hunted's birthday today. Four years ago Happy today. Birthday, the There's Hunted. a cute little picture of him on, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, thanks, Harris. Okay, Michelle, what do we have uh, coming up this week here uh, at the Santa Anita? is the Kona Gold. Oh, Isn't that funny, Billy? That is a complete irony. That did not just – we did not plan that, people. We are <laughs> way not organized. I had no idea that was going to come up. I loved Kona Gold. I have a picture of him in my house. Okay. Also, let's see, the $2 beer Fridays, but the Kona Gold is on Saturday. And then Sunday is the biggest Easter egg hunt in the SGV. We have 33,000 Easter eggs. Wow. And there's also Easter brunch wow. in the Turf Terrace. Um, okay. So make sure to stay around for that. Who's in the Kona Gold? Do we know? You got like a little like a preview? Anybody? The good sprinters? Let's see. I can tell you who's nominated. All right, tell me who's nominated. Uh Air Vice Marshall, All Out Blitz, American Anthem, Explorer, Kantaka, Law Abiding Citizen, Nero, Oso de Guerre, Once on Whiskey. Oh, he's coming oh, back. Oh, he's coming back. Sparkyville, St. Joe Bay, and Zatter. And I believe of the Baffert horses, Zatter's the one that's going to run. And I Sparkyville, that you like Sparkyville. That's the Jeff Bondi. Yeah. Right. Three-year-old though against older horses here. That makes it a little tough. Travis so White, half the great two. Travis White from TaylorMade. We appreciate you spending the time today. It was really no, fun, buddy. Great. You did a great so, job. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. I'm not quite as good as you guys are, but uh, I enjoy it. A lot of fun. Oh, don't sell yourself short. You're fantastic. I will see you uh, Friday morning. See you Thursday, Friday morning, apparently. right? Yeah. yeah. See you Friday morning. I can't wait. We're gonna do a little farm tour. It's gonna be awesome. Um, uh, Billy, we also have good. one little piece of news. What do we have? Uh, American Pharaoh had his first runner and his first winner. Oh, uh, overseas. Yes. But then he has one here. He also is oh. a TaylorMade uh, <laughs> graduate. Also. TaylorMade graduate. That's right. And we have, I think he has one uh, on he's, Wednesday. And then he's got two at Aqueduct, at, but I don't know what day that is. I think it's Wednesday and one's scratched. Okay. So I think he has his first runner here um, in uh, the States tomorrow. tomorrow. Or- yeah. I think it's tomorrow oh, at Aqueduct. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So exciting. Exciting. Um, thank you to all of our sponsors, including Taylor Made and Travis White, who's still on the phone. Uh, Santa Anita, Del Mar. Uh, you can tweet the show at Own a Horse, at BKLRF, at the Michelle U. We have. Do we have an Instagram? We don't have Instagram. No, do we? I don't Instagram. We don't Instagram. Okay, we just tweet. I have Instagram, BillyCotch17. You can email me. If you want to know anything about horse racing, you want to join a partnership, you're interested in owning horses, uh, billy at littleredfeather.com. We'll put you in a partnership. We'll get you going right away. It's really easy to do. Uh, Michelle will be out at the track all weekend. I will be in Kentucky and then at the OBS sale next week, which kicks off, I believe, on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. Don't know. That sounds about right, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to look before we go because I don't want to leave people. It starts uh, the 23rd, which is Tuesday. So Tuesday, it'll go from the 23rd yeah. through the 26th. We sell three horses through our pin hooking Solana Beach sales. We're going to have a great time there, and it's going to be great in Kentucky, hanging with Travis and the whole gang. From everybody here, thank you for listening as always, and we'll be back in two weeks with our Kentucky Derby preview. This is the Horse Ownership Experience. Bye, Travis. Bye, Michelle. Bye, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. All right, bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. Midnight Storm, a brilliantly fast grade one winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Mike Smith just points him in the right direction. Midnight Storm dominating. Millionaire and seven-time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. Midnight Storm over accelerators, finding the line well, but not well enough. And Midnight Storm has taken it by two lengths. From America's hottest sire line. Midnight Storm, he wins it this year. Midnight Storm. Standing at TaylorMade Farm.